We want to talk both domestic and international, but I want to get a sense first from you. What is the White House considering a priority in this first month of the year? So look, you know, I want to take a step back for just a moment as we look at 24 and we're in 24, but just a step back, you know, this president has done more in three years than any other president has done in two terms. And that is important. Ah, uh, yes, that's cringe on Pierre. She needs a brain scan. It's possible the squirrel died. Joe Biden has done more in three years. She didn't say good stuff than any president has ever done in eight years in two terms. That's how great he is as president of the United States. That's cringe. She's also Raggedy Ann in the upcoming Broadway play. Well, really, it's off Broadway, but she's going to be Raggedy Ann. It's enlightened now. It's, you know, it's LGBTQWOC Raggedy Ann, you know. Well, happy Tuesday to you and, and happy 2024. See, I said that with a question mark, happy 2024. A year from this day, a year from today, what do you think we will be saying? It will be a very different planet. A year from today, January 2nd of 2025, we will have a new president-elect, presumably. And uh, it won't be Joe Biden because he won't be the nominee come election day uh, because... His brain, she's a broke, she's a no good, she's a no work. That was uh, cringe, cringe on Pierre. She didn't get to go on vacation with Joe Biden for his St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands, wonderful week. You know, you get your Christmas and your New Year's, and then the first couple of days of, of 2024, Joe Biden's already on vacation because He's not good at this whole going-to-work thing. Last year, 2023, 138 vacation days for Joe Biden. 138 vacation days. He's coming home today after the first two days of 2024 on vacation in the Virgin Islands. Fly back aboard Air Force One, and he will uh, land at Andrews, then take the helicopter back to the White House. And... um, And then on Friday, he goes on vacation again in Delaware because he's Joe Biden in the first two days of this year vacation, the last how many days of uh, 2023 on vacation, rounding out the year, 138 days of vacation in 2023 for Joe Biden. And according to State of the Union, stateofunion.org, Joe Biden has uh, taken 418 vacation days, 418 vacation days since becoming president. Now, he has been president for not yet three years, not yet three years. On January 20th, that will be the third anniversary of his inauguration, and uh, that will be three years officially as president. Am I right? That's Am I doing the math? Yeah, that's right. And in uh, less than three years now, not quite three years, he's had 418 vacation days, according to Andrew Rodriguez at State of the Union. Remarkable. That's, uh, it's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Amazing stuff. RNC, the Arab Republican National Committee Research, putting out an ex-post 
Biden has arrived in the U.S. Virgin Islands, where he'll spend the rest of the year at the beach. Biden has spent 417 days back then, 39% of his presidency on vacation. And there's cringe saying he's done more in three years than any other, is how she said, any other president in eight years, in two full terms. Now, it's true that homicide rates are off the chart and, uh, and carjackings are off the chart and uh, fatal drug overdoses off the chart. And, oh, we've got a record number of illegal aliens pouring into the country. In fact, the month of December, which just wrapped up, you may have heard something about that with New Year's Eve and all that, uh, the month of December shattered the record, the all-time record for illegal aliens entering the country over the course of one month. December broke the record for the greatest number of illegal aliens coming into the country in a single month. And the fiscal year, because the federal government, they don't use the Gregorian calendar. They don't use the normal calendar. They have their own calendar because they got a fiscal year, and it starts a, uh, October 1st. And if you look at October 1st to December 31st, that is a a, um, um, uh, a quarter. They um, that shattered the re- October first, right? Uh, that shattered the record for a quarter for illegal aliens entering the country because Democrats want to destroy the United States of America, and they're in the midst of of accomplishing their goals. It's extraordinary, extraordinary stuff. Your Democrat Party not on our side. And then Cringe goes on, to, that was on CNN. She was on CNN there with, uh, who is that, Audie Murphy? Audie Cornish. Yeah, Audie Cornish. I know she's not a World War II war hero. Uh, but that is, uh, we did, my best girl and I, we went and uh, we laid uh, wreaths on uh, tombstones at Arlington National Cemetery uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, before Christmas, wreaths across America. And while there, we did go visit the Audie Murphy uh, gravesite which uh, it's part of my tour when I tour people at uh, Arlington National Cemetery. I do that. So we got a lot going on. We've got uh, President Trump today is expected to challenge in court by way of his lawyers. The Democrats in the state of Maine and the Democrats in the state of Colorado trying to have him taken off of the primary ballot in the hope that they will deny him the presidency again. And uh, President Trump will take him to court today. We also expect to learn perhaps today, perhaps later this week, about Bill Clinton being John Doe number 36 in the Jeffrey Epstein story, which the Democrats have successfully suppressed for more than, was it, more than four years now, Uh, 19 and 20 and 21, 22. Yeah, more than four years now, the Democrats have suppressed this. Uh, You may remember Elliot Spitzer, Democrat governor of New York, was client number nine with his prostitute uh, group. And uh, now Bill Clinton is John Doe number 36 because you're Democrats. They can't get dates on their own. It's, uh, it's a terrible thing for them, I guess. Yeah, but we've got, we've got amazing stuff for you. Now let's get back to cringe because cringe, cringe kind of, sort of, you know, can make you laugh, can make you cry. She is uh, she's a piece of, uh, what is she? She's a, oh, a piece of work. She's a piece of work. So that was uh, cringe on uh, on uh, CNN with Audie. 
And uh, she continued, cringe did, cringe on Pierre, on CNN with the lies. She said that Joe Biden has done more in three years than any two-term president has ever done before. Now, you can only do two terms, at least since Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected four times. And uh, here's uh, here's cringe. What what the president has done? More actions. He's taken more actions than any other president. More actions. In two terms, and he did that in three years. So look, we what? have a lot uh, more ahead of us. The president knows that there's a lot more work to be done. There is, and that's and what I, 2024 is going to be able. To, we're going to be able to get done. Yeah, and that's what 20. We're going to be able to get done. It's like North Korea. This is like living in North Korea. Our news media is the North Korean news media that we don't have. Um, and they're just, uh, are they really this dumb? I don't even know who this Audi woman is, but um, are, are they this dumb or are they this dishonest? They're, those are the only two possibilities. You could be a combination of the two, dumb and dishonest. Just amazing stuff. Now, Cringe today went on CNN. She went on MSDNC with Morning Joke, and she went on ABC Fake News with Clinton administration official George Stephanopoulos, who's their $17 million a year anchorman because he had no journalistic background at all. He just worked as a Democrat on Capitol Hill, then a Democrat on the Clinton campaign, then as a Democrat in the Clinton White House. Then he immediately became an ABC News on-air talent. And now they pay him $17 million a year to tow the Democrat party line. Let's go to... um, Let's leave CNN with cringe and go to MSDNC with morning joke and Mo Yarbrough, as his mother calls him, and uh, don't let your daughter get a job in his office. And uh, his semi-inflatable flotation device of a third wife, Mika Brzezinski, here is cringe, raggedy Ann, on morning joke. So jumping off this interview with Jared and this overall strategy on the economy, um, I'm just curious, is there more good news to come on the economy? I more just, good news. I think that there are some who might say it's a little perilous to label an economy uh, like Bidenomics with the president's name because this is something that could be impacted by unforeseen events you think? Um, in, in ways that cannot be controlled. Yeah, uh, the the economy could. Uh, and is there more good news to come? Because there's so much good news, to, and and it's just everywhere. Gosh, and I, I assume they had their Jared Bernstein on MSDNC this morning to lie about how great the economy is. Isn't everything wonderful? Isn't it great? Hey, and you got inflation up over nine percent, and now it's down to three something percent. And they pretend that prices are going down. Prices don't go down when inflation goes down. Prices stay as high as they ever were and continue to go up, but now at a slower rate, now at a rate of 3 point something percent rather than at a rate of 9 point something percent. But if you're looking at groceries and gasoline and, and uh, oh, heating oil and electricity and those things have gone up uh, by leaps and bounds, but pay no attention to that. And that was Mika, who is just as, she is as smart as a stump. I don't want to insult a stump, but the uh, that, that's just, 
She's, and is there more good news? And we just talked to a Democrat named Jared Bernstein who lies for the Democrat Party, and now we're pretending that we're all cheerful, that we all make millions and millions of dollars a year, and we live in Florida and pretend to be in Washington with a fake backdrop behind us and, and uh, morning joke. The job is not done. We need to do more. The two two words, two words that, we're, two. that I'm going to give you that we're going to continue to She's do as it give. relates to the economy two. is continue to lower uh, lower costs. And L- that has cost. been at the center of, of Bidenomics. That has been at the center of how the president feels like he needs to move forward. Yeah, that's a, to lower costs. Now, how exactly does the government lower costs? Hmm. You know, there was uh, something funny happened um, It was in the corrupt, awful, terrible Washington Post yesterday. You know, gas prices are are uh, you know enormously higher. The the fact is, I I got to go research this every now and then just to refresh my memory because the media lies about it so much. But under President Trump, remember President Trump? It wasn't that long ago. While President Trump was president, our border was under control. Remember then? And now under President Biden, this is an amazing number. Uh, births, American births. We have a nation of 330 million people. And the number of uh, births, that is to say women and some Democrat men giving birth to little human beings who may grow up to be big human beings, is being outpaced by the number of illegal aliens coming into the country. We have a greater number of illegal aliens entering the United States of America today than we have Americans giving birth Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. And uh, keep in mind that the, and I love going to the left-wing fact-checkers who had been forced, and and forced is the right word, to admit that under President Trump, gas prices were actually, and this is in in, uh, the year 2020, um, and uh, Joe Biden was running for president, Gas prices under Trump, $1.84 a gallon, $1.84 a gallon. Now, how are you going to lower prices? I thought, isn't that fascinating? And at the same time, the Washington Post reported yesterday that although Joe Biden has, remember, he canceled the Keystone XL pipeline on day one. Day one, I'm going to wage war against America and against our economy. Our inflation rate got up to 9.1, 9 9.2%. Gas prices got up to like $7 a gallon in California. $1.84 under President Trump. That means food prices are lower. Everybody pays less for everything. And um, the, this amazing story in the Washington Post over the weekend, U.S. oil production hit a record under Biden. This is the headline in the Washington Post. He seldom mentions it. That's the headline. U.S. oil production hit a record under Biden. That's right, record oil production, millions of barrels, he seldom mentions it. That's because he's waging war against energy. And he's so incompetent, he's so inept that he tries to murder the energy sector. And now uh, Iran is producing, Russia is producing. We're buying from them because he loves funding the enemies of America uh, with cash and by buying their resources. But uh, just amazing... You won't hear President Biden talking about it much, but a key record has been broken during his watch. The United States is producing more oil than any country ever has. Now, he's trying to accomplish the opposite of this, but he's such a buffoon. 
He's so inept. He's so incompetent. He's so intellectually limited. And the left does this all the time. They say they're going to do one thing, and the, the results are the precise opposite, the polar opposite, 180 degrees off of what they say they're setting out to do. We are at 888-630-9625. It's a little perilous to label an economy uh, like Bidenomics. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. They're doing such a great job. Let's grab uh, another phone call, Michael. Let's go to Robert calling from the People's Republic of Montgomery County in Maryland, just across the border from where we are now. Robert, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Happy New Year. How are you, sir? I couldn't be better, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, you were mentioning how uh, you were talking about cringe being... Uh, mentioning that Biden has done more in his presidency than any other president in the history of our country. Yeah, from sea to shining sea, and all of it is negative. Yeah, well, she didn't, uh, and Michael and I were talking about that this morning. It's like, well, why don't you name some of the great things that he's done? And she says, I I guess she's trying to cite executive orders or something like that in what she's claiming. But again, in the month of December last month, 302,000 illegal aliens at our border. Those are just the ones we caught in the last fiscal quarter of 2023. 785,000 illegal aliens across our border. That's greater than the population of a number of our states. That is a number that is greater than the population of many of our states, and it's greater than the population of Washington, D.C. And the headline from the Fox News Channel over the weekend terror attack coming when we, quote, least expect it, end quote. When do we most expect it exactly? As migrant encounters shatter records. They're not on our side, Robert. They're just not on our side. They're not with us. They are not on Team America. They're on Team Everybody Else and Anybody Else. Bam, 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 bam. I read, uh, you know, a lot of terrible, awful journalism. It's a cross I must bear. And uh, the Democrats are going around saying, hey, this is great. Homicides are down in 2023. Historic drop in homicides. It couldn't be greater. Historic increase in oil production. The thing is, they play a lot of dirty tricks on you. Uh, The New York Times, a fake newspaper, a Democrat front group, after a rise in murders during the pandemic, a sharp decline in 2023. The country is on track for a record drop in homicides. 
and many other categories of crime also in decline, according to the FBI. Too bad the FBI can't be trusted with anything anymore, but Detroit is on track to record the fewest murders since the 1960s. The New York Times reports, I think, since 1966 and something else that I read. In Philadelphia, where there were more murders in 2021 than in any year on record. So now let's pause here for a second. Philadelphia had, uh, they shattered all their homicide records in 2021, right? So a greater number of homicides in 2021 than in any year on record, that is to say ever. The number of homicides this year has fallen more than 20% from last year. Now, here's what they do. They shatter every world record for homicides, and then it declines a few percentage points, and they're like, hey, isn't this great? I come for the strudel. This is, this is just great. Look at this decline in homicides. Yeah, from an all-time record high of Democrats shooting and killing people, and this is the old lies, damn lies, and statistics, right, whether that be Mark Twain or Harry Truman, lies, damn lies, and statistics. And the Democrats are, are masterful at manipulating these statistics. Oh, look at this giant reduction in homicides last year from an all-time record high. And it's true, Detroit, apparently, uh, maybe, you know, in the last few years, so many murderers were murdered by other murderers that there aren't enough murderers to go around anymore. But in Detroit, mm-mm-mm-mm. and they say in Chicago, crime data reveals a decrease in 2023 homicides. But again, you've got to look at a decrease from what? It is a decrease in the rate of increase. Uh, the Democrats used to mock that. And in uh, Bizarro, Hampton Roads, Virginia, nearly 200 homicides in Hampton Roads in 2023. That's quite bizarre. Again, in Washington, D.C., a 26-year high in homicides. That's more than a quarter century. 274 homicide victims uh, in uh, Washington, D.C., but pay no attention to that. But they're Going to the White House, hey, isn't this great? The economy is great. Uh, they they tell the left that they are that they're cutting back on oil, and then oops, the Washington Post reports that now under Joe Biden, the United States is producing more oil, not just than we ever have before in the United States, but than any country has ever produced ever. This is because they're trying to accomplish the opposite. See, that's the thing about that, whatever they set out to do. Mm-mm-mm. Amazing stuff. Your Democrat Party. Now, what has Joe Biden done in his uh, three years, not quite three years as president? Because Cringe said that he's already accomplished more than any two-term president in our history. That's a pretty extraordinary boast. What, what? what the president has done, more actions. He's taken more actions than any other president. What does that mean? He's taken more actions. Like falling over on his bicycle was an action. Tripping while going up the stairs uh, to Air Force One was an action. Um, They took an action to make him now exit from the belly staircase out of Air Force One so he won't fall down the Air Force One steps and break his neck and turn his head around backward like in The Exorcist. 
and uh, die so that Kamala Harris becomes president. Taken, what is that? You mean executive orders? Is that what you're talking about? A couple of things that he's done. He's added $6 trillion to the national debt. Biden boasting about the economy makes him appear out of touch with mainstream America, economist says. A CNN analyst on Friday said Biden may lose in 2024 over economic pessimism. It's not pessimism. It's uh, realism. But on CNN, you know, they lie to you all the time because that's what they do. And Joe Biden added $6 trillion to the national debt. Now, it's, it's true that President Trump added a greater number, $7.8 trillion. He had a full four years. We're, we're just shy of three years so far. So that's $2 trillion a year plus under Joe Biden. And with President Trump, slightly less than $2 trillion years since he had a full four years. And he had the Wuhan. He had the Wuhan to deal with and the economy and, and all that. And Barack Obama added $9.3 trillion to the national debt. I assume that shatters all records because, you know, commies. But uh, also at the same time, the Washington Post does not report, but the Daily Caller does, Biden gives bureaucrats biggest pay bump since the Carter administration as Americans feel crushed by inflation. Now, beginning in January, it's now January, federal civilian employees will see their salaries increase by the largest percentage since the Carter administration. President Joe Biden signed an executive order. Don't go through Congress. They have no use for branches of government, for the Constitution. They they don't care about any of that. An executive order, that's what Cringe is talking about, taking more actions. In December, giving federal employees an average of a 5.2% increase in pay the largest increase since former President Jimmy Carter raised federal salaries by 9.1% in 1980. Boy, I tell you, that's, uh, and that's the year that he thankfully lost his re-election bid and Ronald Wilson Reagan was ushered in as the President of the United States much better time. Mm-mm-mm. Now, Joe Biden also forgave student Loan debt, that's called buying votes in Chicago. That's what uh, used to be called back there, still is. So three times Biden forgave student loan debt despite Supreme Court ruling. That's right, the Supreme Court ruled that he didn't have the authority to do that as the executive branch, as the president. And uh, the Congress has to approve such spending, but they don't care. They just sign an executive order and buy lots of votes. But Joe Biden defied the Supreme Court, and they seek to undermine the Supreme Court at every turn. They continue to undermine the Supreme Court um, now uh, and attack Clarence Thomas because they're racists and they don't hold any other Supreme Court justice to the same standard that they hold Clarence Thomas, who is black. And the Democrat Party is the party of the Confederate States of America, the KKK, Jim Crow, the soft bigotry of law expectations. No big deal. Uh, let's get back to Cringe, because Cringe on MSDNC with her pals there, uh, Mo Yarborough and uh, Mika. 
this new poll that just came out, USA Today Suffolk poll, that shows some warning signs uh, for you all at the White House among the coalition that has supported Democrats, that has supported this president for so long. You, according to this poll, the president now has 63 percent of support from black voters. He enjoyed 87 percent support in 2020. Among Latino voters, perhaps most troubling, he won that group by 33 points in the 2020 election. Donald Trump now leads among Latino voters by five points. How do you explain those numbers? Yeah, and, and Willie, and good to see you as well. I'm going to be very careful because you mentioned Donald Trump. So I'm going to be really careful yeah, and, that's and not why. talking about uh, the 2024 election because of the Hatch Act. Yeah, the Hatch, she can't talk about the 2020. She's the president's spokesman. She's the White House press secretary. She can't talk about, you know, the president running for re-election because the Hatch Act is the Hatch Act. That's a real problem. Yeah. Well, Joe Biden, and, and still, I mean, honestly, black voters, 63% support for Joe Biden because things have gotten better, huh? That, is that what happened? Had 83% support in 2020. And, um, and he had Latino he had, and uh, and that, why why do we break people down by race and ethnicity? Oh, I remember now because the Democrats are a gang of racists, and they racially balkanize the country at every turn. But Joe Biden won the Latino vote by thirty three percent in twenty twenty, and now Donald Trump in the polls winning the Latino vote plus 5%. So that is a swing of 38% with Latino voters. Maybe uh, they stopped watching MSNBC or something. And, and black voters, really? This is, this is what we're going for, huh? And why, I mean, if I were a black voter, and I'm not, if I were a black voter, I, I, I think I'd be scratching my head saying, well, what, what is it that the Democrats, the party of slavery, are promising me that they're not promising everybody else? And why are promises made based on race by Democrat Party politicians and ethnicity? Because Latinos, you know, are Caucasian. But never mind that. Not Anglo-European Caucasian, but Caucasian nonetheless. You people are a racist disgracist. I, don't you think? That says playing words there. Well, I, I can't talk because the Hatch Act. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Black vote won with 83% of the black vote in 2020. Uh, polls show you got 63%. That's a drop of 20%. Should be a drop of 82%. And the rest, the remaining 1% would be employees of the uh, Biden White House. And Latinos... He won with 33, plus 33. Now Trump is plus five, a swing of 38%. What about uh, Asians? Why do they never mention Asians in this? They don't promise Asians anything because, you know why? Because Asians raise their kids properly. Their kids do their homework. They get into Harvard, major in anti-Semitism. Okay, well, the, the Asians don't actually major in anti-Semitism. But the, you see more plagiarism issues with uh, Claudine Gay. She's a woman of color, and she may not be gay, but her name is Gay, which probably helped her get the job there, too. And more plagiarism. She it turns out plagiarism was just a normal thing for her. Um, did she, Michael, 
Did she plagiarize anything from like Hitler or because, uh, <laughs> you know, with the anti-Semitism and her smirky anti-Semitism, she's still got her job. But what's fun about that is there are lots and lots of reports and even studies now showing that um, smart kids who did well and got into Harvard are saying, uh, no, thanks. I think I'll go someplace else. And the one of the big reasons given is that they believe when they graduate from Harvard that they won't be hired because they went to Harvard. Used to be, you know, the whole point of Harvard is, you know, you'll get hired and make lots of money because you went to Harvard. Now, uh, kids are saying, you know what? I go to Harvard, I probably won't be hired by the firms that I, or the companies that, and the industry that I, and because uh, now Harvard is a stain on your record instead of something to be very proud of. Extraordinary. All right, back to cringe, because uh, cringe, it's uh, <laughs> equity. Equity is the most important thing everywhere you look, which is always based on what? Race. Race is what that's because the party of bullwhips and lynching trees, the Democrat Party, they're all about equity, which means they're racists. The president has always, always put uh, equity at the center of every policy he's put forward, every legislation that he's put forward. Every legislation. We understand that many communities uh, have been left behind, have been left behind. We're not trying to do the trickle down economics. Uh, we really, truly are not. That's not what the president believes in. He wants to uh, make sure that the middle class, that we build an economy uh, bottom up and that we do not, that we continue to build the middle class. That's what's really important important and we do not leave anybody behind yeah, well, a bunch of catchphrasey buzzwords that so i'm sorry wait the from the bottom up so like uh bus drivers build the economy the guy that cuts your lawn builds the economy is that uh he gives you uh, jobs across the country is that it's the bottom up that's i think the soviet union tried that i don't think that worked very well then she uh got in another limousine I, actually i think she's sitting in the same place and they're doing a little round robin. First, you're on CNN. Then you're on uh, MSDNC. Then you go on Good Morning America on ABC Fake News with George Stephanopoulos, who is, of course, a Clinton administration official, uh, given a job as a journalist. He didn't have to become a journalist. They just gave him the job, and he pretends. Facing re-election this year, possible rematch with Donald Trump. A lot of the polls show him, especially in the battleground states, trailing or tied with Donald Trump. What does the White House think about that? How can you turn it around? Loot. Hi, George. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me. I'm going to be really mindful here. As you know, George, the Hatch Act can't really Yeah, talk I got the Hatch Act over here. Election. But here's what I will say. Uh, and As just I talk about a, the a election. Really baby step, step back here for a second. Last year, if you think about the last three years, this president has accomplished more in three years than any other president has been able to do in two terms. That's the talking point that she's going around with today. And no, no, I really, Ronald Reagan, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Soviet Union collapsed as he was walking out the door. Um, we had the boominist economy in the history of the world. Uh, we're the world's greatest superpower. And what has Joe Biden done? O open the borders and uh, carjackings are, you know, everybody's carjacked every day. The war yeah. in the Middle East and the potential now of a wider war with Iran now that they've sent a warship into the Red Sea. We've seen these battles with the Houthi war in Europe the last several days. Yeah. Are you concerned about a wider war? So here's what we are, I'll say the to Hatch that. Act. Look, I'm certainly not going to get into specifics not of get into that. military operations, but the president is always and has always been committed uh, to our service member and protecting the, our service member uh, abroad, and that's what the what? president's going to be committed to. 
That was completely non-responsive. I'm sorry. What? But, you know, that's okay because she's being interviewed by a Clinton administration official. It's ABC fake news. Then you go over to CNN and you uh, sit down with Jim Shudo, their anchorman, who's an Obama administration official. Maybe Jake Tapper, who's a former Democrat Party Capitol Hill staffer. Go over to NBC, Chuck Todd, a former Democrat Party campaign staffer whose wife does work for Bernie Sanders and his campaign. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? Never forget Democrats label Asians who are more successful than anybody as white adjacent. So you never hear them talking about the Asian vote in the polls, just the black vote, the Hispanic vote, the LGBTQ vote, the under nine years old vote, the, you know, all that stuff. Now let's go to Mayor uh, Muriel Bowser of Washington, D.C. She, uh, she went on a run. I'm running out the clock on myself, aren't I? You're shaking your head at me, aren't you? I, uh, <laughs> Mayor Bowser, I want you to stick around for this. Because Mayor Muriel Bowser, who is terrible, awful, a horrible mayor, uh, more people are murdered because of Muriel Bowser than uh, if we had a different mayor. It would be uh, great to not have Muriel Bowser. But there was a 5K, that's five kilometers, people running. And Mayor Bowser was, uh, you know, left-wing, radical extremist, Democrat, terrorist. And she was uh, running, which is an act of terrorism all by herself all by itself, if you've ever seen her run. But uh, some liberals showed up. Liberals showed up to the 5K run in which the mayor of our nation's capital was jogging. And you'll never guess. And then I want to get to New York because now the liberals in New York support the Houthi rebels and Hamas, uh, the genocide of Jews and the destruction of America. That's coming up too. So don't go anywhere. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.